on page Kuf Mem Vav. In the last parak, the Mechaber, the author, was talking about the Avoid of Tvila, the Avoid of Tvila, and the order of the order of how to make Tvila into a real Avoid. And it requires page Kuf Mem Vav. It requires a Seder. It requires a Seder. And we were talking about the beginning. The beginning of that beginning is that a person should have a rotsin. That you should want to have a relationship with Hashem is To want. And without that initial rotsin, without wanting, or they say in the song, to want, to want. But to have some level of a cheshit and a rotsin, it's very hard that davening should become anything. So then the question is, what can we do to strengthen our rotsin, to increase our rotsin? So there are many, there there are there are many obstacles in the path that even if a person has a rotsun to have a kesher with Hashem, but there are things that get in the way of that kesher, and things that get in the way of that rotsun. So here he talks about this, and it's very very basic, not only to the, the specific avoid of tefillah, but to our entire avoid of Hashem. So look. Page Kuf Memvav. The Saif Aperak Akaidan Nizboya Shaavaidas Atfila Matchila Neinin Haratsan. At the end of the previous Tarek, we learned that the Avaida of Tfila, to be able to have a dialogue with the Banishon, to speak to Kadish Baruchu, that avoid of tefillah is my, starts in hayratzim. You have to want, and it comes to time in a person's life where he asks himself, "I know that I'm officially orthodox, but do I really want to have anything to do with God? Do I want to have something to do with God? I'm not asking. Do I want to daven for the omen? Do I want to have make a? Do I want to to make a bar mitzvah for my kid? Do I want to? Do I want you know Uncle Sal to have the sixth brother bracha under the chup? All that stuff. Let's not talk about all that stuff. Get back to Aleph. Do I want to have a Shaykhist to the Right? To get up in Shul. To get up in Shul like the Badichavid did, I told you many times. On a Tuesday morning, everybody's, some people are taking the throne apart, other people are wrapping the throne to say, is there anybody here that wants to have a Shaykhist to the Rajshul? Like the Badichavid said, when he got up that day, in, in, in front of the whole island, and they were all, they were all God-fearing Jews. They were all observant Jews. And he said, don't forget the desert of There are many people who keep the Torah, but they have nothing to do with the one who gave us the Torah. And the whole tachlis of the Torah is to have a, is to have a shaykh, is the one who gave us the Torah. So, the beginning, the beginning of Rotson, the beginning of Rotson is being able to answer that question honestly. And affirmatively, hopefully, in the affirmative, do I want to have something to do with God? It's better not even to say Hashem, because then it becomes also like the Bar Mitzvah and the Shavu Because Hashem already sounds religious. So anything that sounds like we're, anything we're used to, it already it's not good. But if you say like God, that sounds that sounds more sincere. Because with that, we don't just say it like we say Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem doesn't mean anything. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. So do I want to have anything to do with God? Do, am I interested in having a relationship with the master of the world, with the creator? A lot of times people ask me, how come often in the that I give, when I talk, instead of saying Hashem or Hashem is Baruch, I'll say, 
I'll say the master of the work or something like that. Because we're so used to hearing these lashonis of Hashem, Hashem, Roh Hashem, Hashem. It, it comes like this. There's nothing personal about it. When someone thinks about master of the world, the creator, they stop and to think. Do I want to have a shaykhis to Hashem? This itself, answering this question honestly and saying, yes, I do want to have, I do want to have a keshet Hashem. I do want to speak to him. I want to have something with him. So we spoke about this. First, you have to ask yourself, why do I have such a rotsin? Is it because is it only because my parents were religious? Or is it because my kids? of my kids or my wife is religious is it because I'm just comfortable with this is it because I'm afraid of Gehenim I'm afraid I'm going to be punished if I don't why do I want to have a shaykhist to God why do I want to speak to him so a person has to be mavari I say ratzim where does my ratzim come from in other words the answer is yes I do want to have a connection to God so why why do I want to have a connection to God could be it's not uh, no could be something that's not the, if you would ask your kid not that any of us would ever ask them whether they're interested in God or anything but I suppose that we should we're religious people and at some point to ask your kid do you do you daven? the kid says of course I daven why do you daven? and your kid says to you I daven because you told me to I would assume that even the person who's classified as like real modern orthodox I would assume that that would be a disturbing answer maybe I'm naive but I would assume that would be a disturbing answer. If the kid answered, the reason I daven is because you told me to. Although there's a mile to that too. There's a mile to that. What's the name of the grandfather? Yaakov The learning should be a schus for the Aliyah from the Shama of Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Shai, all of Shom, Shom Shavan Aliyah. So if a kid would say, if a kid would say, I'm davening because someone told me to. I'm davening because I'm afraid if I don't daven, then, then I'm going to burn in Ghana. There's a mile to, to keeps you in line, but I don't think that any Orthodox person would be happy if that's why your kid said he davens. So a person has to be a var. Where does my rutzen to daven come from? Where does my rutzen to be a Jew, where does it come from? The achreshim avarim zais might be some time, it hurts, and you have to talk about it to yourself in your own, you know, in your own thoughts to think about this. Then, yeshna avayda arucha lahagbir sayrotzen. Then there's a big Avaida, which we can talk a lot more throughout the Sefer, how to strengthen my Ratzim. You know, now that I've determined that I truly want to have a connection to God, now I want to find out what can I do to strengthen that Ratzim, to strengthen that resolve and that desire to have a connection to the clearly. <coughs> the first step is that I have a general desire to serve God. I don't know what that means exactly. I don't know where that's going to take me. But I do, I, I do honestly believe, and I do honestly feel that it's important to me, it's important for me in my life, to have a Shaykh And again, not to hide behind, you know, uh, all of the trappings of Orthodox, of Orthodox uh, life. I was just telling my son yesterday, we were learning, and something came up and I was telling him that 40 years ago to be an Orthodox Jew in New York, even in New York, I'm not talking about out of town, in New York, 40 years ago it meant something. It meant something. I had kids in my class that their fathers were working on Shabbos. They would, they would, they would uh, daven early or something. They would make, kid, they would make kiddush and they would go to work. 
And it meant something to be orthodox in New York. If you were an orthodox, it didn't make so much of a difference whether you wore a hat or you wore a knitted yarmulke or you wore this. It was a hush of a thing. If you were a Shemesh Shabbos Jew, I'm not talking about 80 years ago, 40 years ago. If you were Shemesh Shabbos in New York, it was a pretty hush of a thing. It was a pretty hush of a thing. It meant something. You felt proud about it. It meant that, it meant that religion meant something to you. Nowadays, you know, it could be it could be Shema Shabbos, and, and and you've never thought once about what it means that to, to be that way because you so, we're so surrounded by 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 uh, Baruch Hashem, we're surrounded by Shmir Shabbos, we're surrounded by Maizdis, by Yeshivas, by Besiakas, by Mikvahs, by Shema Shabbos stores. You don't have to even make it. You don't have to even think. If you live in Flappers, you live in the Five Towns, you live in Queens, you live in Bar Park, you don't have to think twice to go to get something to eat. It's not a big deal. You can run into a thousand little makolits or a thousand restaurants. You don't have to think twice. When I was growing up, and it's not so long, forty years ago, if you wanted to eat something in New York, you had to have a cheshman that I'm a yid, and I can't eat. And ninety-nine percent of the place, I can't eat. Even if you lived in, I lived in Queens, so you had there was Shimon's Pizza Shop and Naomi's in those days in Queens. Fleischigs, there was nothing. They opened up kosher country next to Queens College. That was, you know, how many years later? That was many, many years later. They were talking already about 1972, 73. But in the 60s, there was nothing. Fleischigs, you wanted something Fleischigs, you went to Meal Mart and you got a piece of chicken and you stood there on the side and you ate it. You know, there was no restaurant. You wouldn't move to such a neighborhood now if they can't claim to have at least four pizza shops and, th- and three or four Fleischigs places. It's not considered to be a respectable neighborhood. And when I grew up there, and there were there were two steebles and two shuls in those days in Kewlad Hills. You wouldn't move to such a neighborhood now. What kind of a place is that for my kids to be? And on our block, where I grew up, we had from people. Two blocks away, there was one from family. Otherwise, there were everybody was Jewish, but there were mechal shops. And I felt different when I went with the yarmulke. I felt different when I when I wouldn't go out to play on Shabbos. And my father said, "You can't go play." I felt different. I felt special. Sometimes I resented it, but I felt special. I felt special. There was something special. The first love of a person asking himself, honestly, do I really want to have a Kesha Takarish Not It's not the question, do I want to be an Orthodox Jew? That's obviously you do. Of course you want to be an Orthodox Jew. What else are you going to do? You're not going to be Orthodox. So that's not a shiloh. Do I want to be from? Well, like kids talk like that. You see, from is that one from? You want to be from? We're all from. We're not talking about that. Do you want to have a shaykhis takarjavar? Do you want, or do you want to spend the rest of your life davening for 15, 20 minutes, coming late, wrapping up your tefillin, going, coming back and forth, a yontif, a shabbos, without one thing to do with anything else? What do you want? So you have to mevar that, and then to strengthen that rotsin. If that's what you want, the Shalom, what do I do to strengthen that rotsin? Any, any person would be going into any business thing if you ask him, what do you want to be? So the guy says, I want to be a, let's say the guy says, forget about this, the guy says, I want to be a, a brain surgeon. Oh, so what are you doing? I go to the horse track. <laughs> he said, you want to be a brain surgeon? He says, yeah. So what do you go to the horse track? I like horses. Well, what's important to you to be a brain surgeon? So then you say to the guy, there's a certain mahalach to becoming a brain surgeon, you understand? And that's not, by going to the horse track, you might make money, you might lose money, but that's not how you become a brain surgeon. You have to go to college, you have to go to medical school, intern residency, the whole, there's a whole mahalach to becoming a, a, a brain surgeon. So anybody that says to you, you ask somebody, what do you, what, what's the tachas of your life? The tachas of my life is what? Dveikas Bashar. I'm talking very plain, I hope you don't mind. 
The tachas of my life is Dvekas Bashem. Okay. That's what you want to be. You want to be Dovak Bashem. What are you doing to, to, to be Dovak Bashem? So then you start to say things like, What do you mean? What am I doing? What do you mean? I keep Shabbos. Okay. Then you have, I, 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 I daven. Those are the things that you're doing to be Dovak Bashem. Bemis. You really mean that? Have you seen over the course of these years where you've been keeping your little Shabbos and davening, do you feel that you're developing a Keshet Hashem as well? So it's like a brain shows, and it says that he's doing some. So you would think this is already different because you're keeping mitzvahs and you're davening. But then it becomes even sillier. The person can be doing all kinds of avayers while he's so called orthodox. He could be up to all kinds of different funny things. And you ask him, what's the tachas of your life? The tachas of my life is to be a Jew. If the tachas of your life is to be a Jew, then why are you doing these things that are against the tachas? Why is it different than a guy that wants to be a brain surgeon and he goes to the horse track? You're silly. If your kid told you, if your kid told you he wants to be, uh, he wants to be, uh, he, he wants to be a, a, a doctor, and, he, and, 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 and what are you taking? You're taking English courses, not taking any science. It's that silly, because the one doesn't go with the other. But we do that all the time. So the first shlav is to to clarify in one's mind, in one's heart, it could be for the first time in life, that I I want to have a keshet hashem. And I understand that having that kesha does not mean that I'm that I'm accomplishing it by doing all by doing mitzvahs and not doing avayus. And that's not the answer. I have to keep all the mitzvahs and not do any avayus. But that doesn't necessarily mean, as we've been learning the whole sefer, that I'm going to be dovet tasha. It doesn't mean that. Just like just like going back to the marshal of the doctor. If you ask the kid, so the kid you ask him, what do you want to be? So I want to be a do- I want to be a brain surgeon. So what did you do to that end? I got a book. I got a book. It was on sale in Barnes and Noble. I got a book for 9.95 from 1959 about the brain. And uh, I'm going to read this book, and then I'm going to try to, you know, I'll try to do some brain surgery. Yes, yeah, somebody can give me a shot to, to work on his husband or the wife and see if I can be a brain. He'd say he's altogether meshugna. They would lock him up. They'd say he needs himself a lobotomy, right? But we do that all of the time with Yiddishkeit, all of the time. What's the tachlis of your life? You want to be, you want to be a, a, a yid. You want to be dovik b'ashem, dvekas b'ashem. That's what it means to be yid. The Ramchal says the beginning of Shem. The tachlis of all of our avodas of vayisid because dvekas b'ashem. So what are you doing towards that end? And do you notice that it might be missing from your life? You're already forty years old. Do you notice that you're not dovik b'ashem? Have you noticed that that you don't think about God? Have you noticed that when you daven you don't? It doesn't mean anything. Have you noticed that the mitzvahs are things you're trying to get past? So you can finish up your davening and get on to get on with the program or something, whatever program you're in. So you have to first be magda the rotsin, the rotsin. Who are rotsin? Lavad is a very different klali. The rotsin lasog is called pratu prat, and then from there you begin to you begin to strengthen your rotsin to work on all of the details of wanting more davening, wanting more learning, wanting more mitzvahs, wanting more ben alachaver, wanting more tikkun amidus, and so on. Hashlava sheni huamachshava. We spoke about this. First comes, you have to want. Wanting. Wanting, the Rebbein wanting to be a yid. Then the second shlav is, machshava. But machshava means thinking. A thinking, that's tam. A piercing thought. His boyninus, thinking deeply. Ha'amokeh, thinking deeply to something. I met with a, I met with a guy today. He's a terrific guy. He's not from, he's not from the shul. He just came to talk to me. He's, he's engaged. He's supposed to get married in a couple of months. And he, and, he, and he said, uh, 
he, he, do, he doesn't think he can go through with it. He doesn't want to. So you don't know. Maybe it's cold feet, isn't that? So I said, why not? What's the matter? They're going out for a year. Why don't you want to get married? So he said, I don't really have much in common with her. I realize I don't have much in common. I said, you, know, you had a year to figure this out. Now you're going to be hurting a Jewish girl very, very badly. It's not a small thing. You already have a date planned for Hasna. So what is it? He says, I'll tell you the truth. This is what he said to me. This is a few hours ago. And a wonderful, very smart guy. He said, she's very nice. And we have a nice, we had a nice time. And she's very pretty. And we were going out. And uh, I don't know. At some point we got engaged. Like a couple of weeks ago. I never really thought deeply about our relationship. So no, that's not so nice. Um, and, and I can tell you right now that her parents are not going to be so happy with you. And uh, you know you're going to need a star mechila, and you're going to hurt the, you're going to break the, you're going to break the heart of a, of a nice girl because she never did anything bad to you. No, she's nice to me. She's wonderful. So what's the matter? I don't know. I don't really have anything in common with her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anything deeper? I mean, we have a nice time, but there's nothing going on really on a deeper level. It's a pachad. It's <laughs> means he's saying to me that I have. I mean, that I have a relationship with a girl for close to a year that I haven't thought deeply about, and, and I'm and I'm supposed to go under the chuppah in a couple of couple of months, two months under the chuppah. It's a pachad. I'm not asking any of you to raise your hand if you find you ever find yourself in that kind of situation. A lot of people have. Smart people. So there's a level that's, there's, a, there's the next love. Do you want this? I want this. Then to think deeply about it. Miss Boynimus and Ha'amaka and Ha'vanis Advarm Ba'ifin Plali. In a general way, to think about this. The order here is known in this farm as Chabad. Chachma Bina Adats. That's the order. Maschilim Namachachma. Really, Rotson comes before that. Rotson means to want. Keser, the crown. Then comes Chachma. Chachma means Yidiyas Advarm. Yes, this is this is what I want. But in a very general way, I want to have a Keser to God. That's what I want. And I know that. It makes sense to me. Achakach Mizbonimah. It's not enough just to know that. It's not enough. All of us might know that. We might all have such a Rotson. But then it requires, the second thing is Bina. After Chachma, which means just Chachma is a very general... Uh, awareness that this is something that I understand and it, it makes sense to me. That's Chachma. But Bina means his bindingness. Bina is in the word Livnos, to build something. Livnos. Ba'yiven. So that means his bindingness, thinking deeply. The third stage is called Daz. Which means connecting to something. Like we see that the first time the das, we see vayed adam is chavishto. Which the svarim will tell us that. What does it mean that adam knew his wife? Knowing, according to the Torah, is being intimately connected to something. That's called knowing. It doesn't just mean an idea. So das is the final stage. Das means that I don't only know this in a vague way that I want to shaykes to God, but it's something which is very, very deep inside of me, and it's in pnimius. This is who I am. I'm a yid, and I and I, and I want to have a shaykhist hashem. This is called already das. From this, from this 
from this Chacham Binandas, which remember, Chabad is all still in the in the brain. You didn't say anything yet. You're thinking, Chacham Binandas. That's all part of the that's all part of the That's all the mind, Chabad. From Chabad, from Chacham Binandas, then a person begins to speak, to talk about what he's thought over, what he's the conclusions that he's reached. This is in every process. You're supposed to think very, very much first and be misbraining before you say something. Unfortunately, a lot of times we don't do that. But the way you're supposed to do something is to think deeply about it. We spoke about this last time. And to be misbraining until finally you're ready to, to, to release a full debor, a debor that is thought out. That's thought out. Did you ever say something in your life that you regretted saying? Every day we do things like that. We say things that we regret saying because it wasn't thought out properly. And then you and then you bang yourself in the head and say, "If I would have thought about that, I never would have said it." So when a person thinks chachma, name, he has a general idea chachma, name, First there's the rots, then he thinks about it, and it, but first it's in a general way. Then he's misbrainy. Then it comes to very great, strong stack hachlata that this is this is something which is real and important for me. Then you begin to speak. Dibu, <coughs> you have to speak. You have to speak Because Dibur Is the only way to take something out of The realm of potential And to make it into something which is real Which is why we daven Which is why Dibur is why when we learn we, da- we speak Without Dibur it doesn't happen So from Chabad It descends from the world of thought Into the world of speech but remember, you don't begin to speak that Hashem right away. First, you say to yourself, "This is something which is important to me. I've thought about this. I really want to work on this. This is very, very crucial in my life, for myself, for my children, for my wife." For... You talk to yourself. The next stage is speaking to the Rebbeinu Shalom about it. And even when you speak to Hashem, is there are two shlavim. There are two stages. First, it's just talking about what you've been thinking. Talking about it. And then you begin to daven, to ask Hashem, to cry out, to beg Him. To, to talk in such a way. To entreat, to ask. Gives an example. First, you speak to Rabbi and you say, Ani I thought about this. And then he writes a kach v'kach. This is what I want in my life. Chashavti kach v'kach. I thought about this. Dibarti ma'atzmi kach v'kach. And I and I spoke to myself about these things. I spoke about these things within to myself. Misapel akadosh baruch hu kol ma'ashar love atshu megil mahalach shal dibar v'rishon. You speak first. You speak first to Hashem about what you've been thinking and about your decisions. Until finally you actually are able to after you finish talking about everything. I mean this sounds this sounds for those who have never been involved in this kind of avoid, it sounds like it's something which is strange. It sounds weird. The only reason it sounds that way is because we're not Ayv Hashem. Every Avid Hashem came to Hashem's Baruch in this way. All the Avid Hashem came in this way. There's no way to be an Avid Hashem without this. It's just that the reason that it sounds strange to us is because we've never really been... We're not Avdi Hashem. Again, we're Orthodox, but we're not Avdi Hashem. Every Ever Hashem goes in this way. So, Lach Hashem it's not a Hasidic thing or a Liturgy thing. It's not a Sfad, it's not a This is the all Avdi Hashem is in this Mahalach. 
after you've spoken to Hashem about things that you've been thinking about and decisions that you've made then you change the words you adapt the words into a form of tefillah of davening Now you feel that Hashem Baruch is with you in everything. He's hearing, He cares about what you have to say. He wants to hear what your feelings and your thoughts are that you want to share with Him. Let's say you want to skip all the early stages. And you just want to get it right down to business. I want to be a I want to, I want to be better, closer to you and so on. You skip all the earlier stages of Ratzon and Chabad, Chacham bin Adas. You skip all that. And you just get straight to the point. You skip speaking with yourself about it, and you just want you go straight to looking to Hashem and to say what you what you want in your life. If you come to the Rebbeinu just with the Maskanis, but you do, and you don't first speak about all of the struggles you had to come to this and all of your doubts and all of the difficulties until that you had to work through in your head and in your heart until you finally came to speak to Hashem if you want to skip all of that then you're not really you're not really connecting to Hashem not really sharing with Him and there your davening is going to be the way that we daven it doesn't mean anything I mean, it doesn't mean it's something that you're davening, but it's not a shaykh as Hashem. You have to talk to the Barsh about all of these things, about all that you've been through, about all the different sorrows, about all the problems, about all your difficulties believing in Him properly, in believing in Hashgrach HaPratis, in all the problems you've had with your life, the different Avayas and so on, or whatever it is to talk about. Moshe Lamad on page Kuf Mem Zayin. To what could this be compared if you try to skip? If you try to skip this sharing of your thoughts with Hashem, you try to skip that and just get to the point. What could this be compared to? Marshal Mahadavadaima. Baal Vishtai Mislabdim Haim Liknais Arunalai. A husband and wife are unclear, they're uncertain about whether or not to buy a certain closet, an arun or not. Now you know that in America most of us have built in closets. In HSL this is a major decision about what to do with the wall because it doesn't come with a closet in the house you gotta you have to buy an arm so uh, this husband and wife uh, are talking about whether to buy an arm or not two days later this is not an unusual story the husband comes home two days later and says I have decided to buy the arm when we left, when we left it, when we left it, we 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 raised the question: Should we get an iron or not? I thought that before you would make the decision, we would we would have some conversations about it. That's what it means to have a, a to have a kesha with a person. That's what it means to have a shachis with a person. Can you imagine you you meet somebody and you spend you go out. You go out with that person. The guy goes out with a girl for two hours, three hours. And he smooths over school about the yeshiva, about the past, whatever. Christ. And then she doesn't hear from him. Two weeks later, he calls her up and says, Okay, I decide I'll marry you. Also, Don't you think, uh, don't you think 
it would have made our relationship stronger that maybe I would consider marrying you if we spoke about our feelings and our emotions and who you are and who I am and so on. I mean, it would make a big difference, no? Because I'm not interested in you. He says, what do you mean? I thought about this for two weeks. And I decided that I'd like to marry you. So, so she says, I don't have any shaykhs to you. I don't know what you're talking about. So a person comes like this, so he says, It's hard to live with a person. For this woman, it's hard to live with a guy who doesn't share any of his thoughts or feelings. It's hard to live with him. Of course, what's hard for us as Eden is we don't feel that Hashem is sharing his thoughts and feelings with us. That's not true. That's only when we that's only from the outside we think that. That's not true. We'll, we'll, we'll learn more about that. Of course Hashem is brought to us. But such for a wife to have a husband like this, it's very sad. And there are a lot of people that have wives like this, or husbands like that. What kind of a shark is to have with a person if he doesn't share with you? Even on something so even with something so simple. Of buying of buying <coughs> an, a closet or not. Stuff goes off. When you when you have a shaykhus with somebody, you talk to the person about about the process of what brought you to that point to think that you wanted a closet. You talk to the other person of why do you want the closet? I had this many times. I had people that have a husband and wife. The, the husband wants the kid to go to this yeshiva, and he then he registers, sends in all the papers. The wife tells, t- tells me that my husband is putting the kid in yeshiva. I don't believe he belongs in that yeshiva. So I so, said, okay, I called the husband, you want, can we talk, you know, come with your wife and we talk about it. So, um, so I say, you, you registered the kid in yeshiva? She so said, yes. Did you discuss that with your wife? So he says, yes. And she goes like this. This happens all the time, she goes. So he, then he, goes, he sees it looks funny, right? So he sees... He says, "This happens all the time." He says, "You don't remember? Uh, you don't remember after after uh, Dina's uh, Shabbos that we were, we were talking, and I said, uh, I think Yankee should go to uh, to uh, the yeshiva Darke Hashem or Beis Hara or something." You don't remember? She says, "I remember." Yeah, I remember you said that, and I said, "You know, it's an idea. Okay, it's a nice place. I don't know where you you know what you went and you registered one. We didn't. We didn't." Yeah, you remember I said, you said it's nice yeshiva? This happens all the time. So I registered it. She said, you know, you're out of your mind. Don't you think that, don't you think that's important to me where my kid goes to yeshiva? And, then, and I would like to hear about it and go to see the place and talk. She says, no, no, no. He says, I went to the place, the nice place. <laughs> and I'm not, it's not one time. And it's come out always disorder with the guy and the girl. Come out always. Almost always. <clears throat> the guy's like the... And he says, like, he says, Timistic. He says, Timistic. We didn't discuss it. And she doesn't have an idea. What are you ta- Sometimes it's not even to remember that conversation at all. So I don't know, discussing it? He said, we said, that we, you know, where are we going to send the school? And we had three different places. But well, we didn't discuss it. So what Tzadik here was saying is, how do you live with a person like that? How can you live with a person? That's, that's a Kesha, that's a Shaykhs. When people have a deep kesher, even small things, right, you can become crazy like that. I'm not talking about every little nice guy, you know, like I told you months ago, you know, the, obviously not this. I mean, that clinic kind to get into a million discussions. But when you, when, when, when you love somebody, you, you talk to that person, you talk it out about what you have in your thoughts and, the, and, and what's causing you to feel a certain way and to think a certain way. 
that's not this to come and to say the Moskone is this. But we do it all the time. We come to Davening. No shaykhs to the Banishal. Nothing a cash and a discussion. Gone. It's just come and say, give me, give me this, that, have, have, finish. There's no cash. There's no shaykhs. Shituf Amiti, the second paragraph. Shituf means to, to, to be engaged, to, to be involved, to bring into the relationship. Shituf Amiti, that a person that, that the Banishal should be mamish involved in your life. That even the slight little tremors of the heart, nimim actually means the strings like on a guitar, on a violin. There's a way of saying even the little little feelings of the heart. Even the kleinikite, even the little things that worry you and that you think about, that you that are on your mind. Even things that that in the end thoughts that you have that you don't even carry out, but just thoughts that you have. You're worried. If you're worried about your kid, you talk to your wife. Even though you're not going to do this or that, but you're worried. You talk. Things that that's what it means to have a kesher with somebody. To talk about things that I failed at. And my nisyanis, the, the struggles that I'm having. And I have to think, oh, God knows anyway. Your wife might also know what, you, what, what you're worried about. But when you love somebody, you need to, you, you talk, you share with somebody, you, 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 you're involved with that person. This, this, this is one of the most important paragraphs that a person can read in his entire life, and you shouldn't take it lightly. Now, I'm not saying it's dumb. I tried this. He said to Rosh, I was trying something. And I thought that it was going to be such and such. This barrel is a toast. And it came out that my whole thing was wrong. I was wrong. I made a mistake, Rosh. I made a mistake. But it's not It's not like the marshal that the Rosh needs it like the, the wife needs it in order no. it's for the Rosh. You're supposed yeah, to have a kasha, to have a shaykhs. Same thing, even in the muscle of a husband and wife, even if the wife doesn't need that from you at that moment. She's, she's very secure. She's not like a, you know, a, a needy type of a wife. You have, uh, you have people that are like that, that are very, very needy, and they get to, you know, every second what this and that, and they, you know, this, this is a, a, a need. No, even if she's perfectly secure. But, but having a shaykhs, having a kasha means to want to be able to say what I have in my heart, what I have in my mind, and to share that with you, and to discuss that with you, and that strengthens that strengthens the bond between a husband and a wife in the marshal. That strengthens the kesha. So a lot of times you have a guy and girl that are going out, and and also she doesn't. The guy doesn't talk much. The guy doesn't talk much. So she says, "Oh, what?" Now, I'd like to hear more from the guy about how he's feeling. So he said, how do I feel? I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm happy being a from Jew. And I'm happy learning Torah. What else do you want me to tell you? <laughs> what else did he say? So the girl says, I'd like to know, like, what does that mean that you're, you're, you're happy learning Torah? I'd like to know what, that, what do you feel about learning Torah. So the guy says, no. Why are you pushing me like that? Like, well, what, are you, what are you talking about? I mean, I, I, I'm happy living therapy. It makes me happy. Why are you happy? You have people that are paying a lot of money to go to therapists to help with these questions, right? A lot of money. Because she wants to have a cash. 
she could think of it on her own why the guy would be happy learning Torah. It's not so hard to think about why people are happy learning Torah. But I want to have a Kesha with you. And to have a Kesha means not just Chacham Binadaz, it means Nachshav, Dibur, and Maisa. Dibur. It's to speak it out, to talk about it. What is it about what is it about about learning that, that makes you feel good? I want to understand it about you because if you tell me that, it strengthens our relationship. But it's mitzido. His kasher needs to be strengthened. The Rishon's kasher and the woman's kasher is not needed. They the Rishon can't, can't need anything. That's where the marshal ends. Of course, that's where the marshal ends. In the case of in, in the case of the wife, even for her to build up the husband's feelings towards her. Even let's say she's perfectly secure. She doesn't need a, a husband that shares so much. But she understands, she's smart, that he needs to do that. He, from him, for him to have more of a shakas to her, he needs to be more expressive. See, even if his wife is okay with a husband who doesn't talk much, which is a major problem in many marriages. It's not just... It's not just, in, in the case of the wife that's, that's less secure, she'll say, how do I know you feel about me? I don't know, you need to tell me more, I need to hear more from you, I need to hear more from you. Right? Okay. But I'm saying, let's see that, that the wife is secure. But in order to be machazik him, that, that, that same thing talking to his children, that the shaykh is to the children. Say, so all these guys that say, my kids know that I love them. The person needs to, to, to talk and to think and to talk and to bring out. And with the Rebbe Shalom, of course, it's not that the Rebbe Shalom needs, but the Rebbe Shalom is teaching us how to be mechazik the Hizkashis with him. And the way to mechazik the Hizkashis is with Chachma bin Adaz and Dibur. And Dibur means not just the official words in the Siddha, because it doesn't necessarily do anything. Dibur means talking about all my processes till I get to something. Till I get to something. I had, last night, there's somebody that, that lost a father. She's sitting shiva far away and across the country. And I just found out. So I, I called her up. I wanted to say, you know, I can't go there. I wanted to say just the uh, Nechama or something. I, I just said, I was sorry to hear the bad news. And then she, I'm not exaggerating, she kept me 40 minutes. She discussed with me every single, every single medical Indian that led to her father's death. Like the whole history of the last few months. Of, why, of how her father died which you know I'm not just saying it's not that I don't care but you know, he was a 92 year old man and uh, all the things that led to his death I, I just wanted to, to, to say that I you know I'm welcome over the phone and to say I'm sorry that I had the bad news you should have Muhammad. she needed to talk out to talk out and I didn't say more, believe me, in that whole conversation, I didn't say it speaks for more than 30 seconds. But she's going to probably say to her, you know, to her sister, it was so nice, the rabbi really helped me a lot. The rabbi called me, spoke to me. I'm telling you, I didn't say anything just like, you know, Shavasach Nechom, Nechom. But, women and these and Yonah, they could talk a lot. To get out of her system. So she thinks that I, that I, I gave her some, I talked to her, I didn't talk to her. This is all part of, of, of having a shaykhis. So she needed at that time to have a shaykhis to, to, to the rabbi. So she was talking to me. I, I tried to say, even when I tried, it wasn't so perfect, you know. But I said maybe 30 seconds, 20 seconds, you know. 
and and the, but that was her her Indian. To have a shaykhis is with dibur. To have a shaykhis with dibur. When Chazal say al tar b'sicha meisha, meisha um kavuchaim eshes chaveray. Be careful how much you talk to a woman. Right? So you have some women in this place, I think. Right? There's some ladies working in this place. Al tar b'sicha meisha. Every single word besides what's necessary. Whatever that means, call up this, do that, you know, or pass over to pass the pen or something. But any other deborum are making a cash. It creates a cash. A person who's honest, is a balsaychel, has to has to think, take that to heart. What that means, and not to say it didn't mean this isha. We're working together for twelve years. Doesn't mean this isha. No, it doesn't say in the Mishnah chutz me, you know. Your work, your, your colleague, or your, your your wife's friend. You know how much trust is in the world from colleagues and friends of the mm-hmm. wife and stuff like that. There's plenty of trust. Al tarbesich, al tarbesich. But with the Barishlam, it's laharbos, laharbos. Sichu b'chol neflaisos. Talk, talk, talk. Share your feelings. Yeah, how many times there? Are, God forbid, there are terrible stories that that, I, that I've had to deal with. Where there's a married couple that get mixed up with somebody else, and where did this start? Because one starts to talk about his problems, and the girl is sympathetic. She starts to say, you know, my marriage is not so good. And he says, you have, oh, I have also. They start to talk over the vinyanim. What do they have in common? Not much, except they're both miserable. But when they start to talk over the Indian, it makes a cash. Makes a cash. Someone tells you, someone trusts you enough to say. Their feelings that I have a problem in my life, something even if it's not with the husband. Some lady starts to tell you that I'm having a problem with, 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 with you know my my kid or something. I have a problem with, with I don't have panos and what to do. And they took she took you into her little inner circle by sharing with you something personal. And 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 by doing that, by doing that, and by you responding to that, by taking her in also, you you are already over in an issue's nose. I know it's a strong word. You're already unfaithful to your wife. Already. It's already being unfaithful. It's already a maise business. It's just that there's no maise with it. You didn't do a maise yet. And with God's help, you won't ever do a maise with that person. But is it already a bechina of snus? Yes. It's already a bechina of snus. A level of snus. al You have to be very honest about that. And if you start to say things, well, then how am I going to... I can't really work, I can't be successful at work if I don't... Uh, with the person the schmooze about their life. And then quit. Quit and go, you know, work in, a, work in the boys' yeshiva, you know, whatever. Handing out the potatoes at supper. And quit. If you can't, if you can't be matzlich what you're doing without schmoozing and getting personal... I'm not saying to talk professionally. Of course you talk professionally. To, to the woman, whatever, just perfect. But if you start, if, if there's supposed to be something about a person's life, that means nafshi yatsebedabre. When you say words, the nefesh comes out. Machshava, right? Chachma binadas, dibur. That makes a kesha. The Banshal doesn't want us making any charm with any ladies other than a wife, a sister, or a mom, a grandmother. No, no other ladies. No cousins garnished. Nothing. That's that's the Ratz Nasha. You might have a different take on it. Speak to your own rabbi. But that's that's my take on it. 
That's the Rosh Nasha. So what's the Altar Vasicha Filo Ishta? Why would it be by Ishta and not Because you have to be careful not to not to yourself and not to allow your wife to descend into Narishkai. To descend to Altar Vasicha doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a Kesha. But Altar Vasicha means that you can become a Shaita. You can become a fool. Look at the Mephashim. You become a Shaita. What is a Khshash that you can be? You're not going to be Mazan with your wife. She's your wife. She's mother to you. So it's not a problem that you're going to be, God forbid. It's just you're going to, you're going to, there are people, Altar Basicha. I tell this to, you know, you have married couples that they're on the phone every 15 minutes or so. That's, that, that's not a Mahalach either, enough, I just said, Shem. I call to tell you that Yanka Leber, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I call to tell you that uh, that the uh, you know, that that uh, you know, brushed the teeth. Oh, that's nice. It's Narish kind. The Russian doesn't want us to be Narm, you understand? To be Narish So what do you do about that? Al-Tabis, Imishtay Amru. Imishtay means means to talk about, if you want, to talk about a child, that the child brushed the teeth, that's nice. There's nothing wrong with that. But a person has to do it. How much and when, right? How much when and if the wife needs that kind of if she's attacked that kind of a woman she needs those deep women then it's not out to see there are women that are like that that they're, that they're Irish that they're every Irish kind of there are men that are like that too there are women that there are women and men that are Irish and Irish means you know uh, I interrupt the regular program to tell you that Yankee went to the bathroom you're an Irish guy what are you calling me in the middle of a, like, well, maybe I'm thinking about a Mishnah I'm not saying you should say anything, but you should say this to one. <laughs> I said, maybe I'm thinking about the other thing. What are you calling me to tell me about Yankee? She says, oh, oh, I didn't know. I thought you cared about Yankee. I do care about Yankee. I love Yankee, but I didn't have to know about the bathroom in the middle of right you now. Uh, 2.30 in the afternoon, I have to know about the These are very complicated sugiyas between men and women. And each person has to... Al-Tabasikh is a big Indian. But figure, I'm not talking about the wife. The wife, the branch was Michael, even if you talk too much. That's the, at worst, it's an Irish guy. But let's, let's forget about your wife for a second. I'm talking about other ladies. Other women. That is Al-Tabasih. Right? I think that we understand. Al-Tabasih means anything personal. Anything, you have, a lot of times you have, you'll have a lonely, uh, a, a person that's working in the same place as you. She, she's either single and lonely, or she's ma- unhappily married. She's not happily married. And she, she sees you're a nice guy. She's not thinking anything bad. You're a nice guy. You seem to be a good friend to everybody. So she says, you know, would you, you know, she starts to talk to you a little bit about this. So sends you an email a little bit. I'm having a hard time in my life. <coughs> Good luck. What if it's done with Toelis and it's not behind your wife's back? If it's in front of your wife and you sit down with your... with your wife there, with your wife there, that's something which is definitely possible. I had I had a very strong policy all the years before I was in Rabbanus. And I had many. I was in Kiruv, and I had many balashuva and young ladies that were, that were coming. They would come for Shabbos. That I never, ever, kissed my wife, ever, ever sat with anybody, any of these girls, unless my wife was sitting right there. Because then it's not intimate. So, and I had many of the balashuva say, "I feel a little bit funny talking about this," and I said, "And talk to somebody else." And it was hard for my wife. You know, imagine on a Friday night, she wants to go. To, she wants to go to sleep. She's busy after cooking everything. And I, but there was a girl that had an Indian, and she needed to talk over. And my wife, God bless her, she would sit there. She would sit at the table a few feet away, and she would read a cipher, look at a book. But she's not going anywhere. Nowhere. And I'm telling you, Adis, you don't have to trust me. I have friends. I have chashuv people. There are people in Yishalayim and here with long beards. 
they were nichshul in in mamish in znus mamish, where it was all like a Friday night rabbi helping out student, rabbi helping out the student. Friday night rabbi giving a is giving chizim, and I believe 100% that he meant it earnest at the beginning. He meant it sincerely to give chizim. What are you sitting Friday night? I told this to a friend of mine, more than one friend. What are you sitting? You're sitting two o'clock in the morning. Your wife is sleeping upstairs. You're sitting with some with some 27 year bleeding bleeding heart. Some pretty girl, he's sitting talking. She's not so pretty. He's pretty enough for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> you sitting Friday night, your wife is sleeping. A bush and a herp. That's already intimate. The wife is sleeping. Upstairs, he's sitting downstairs, Friday night still. What do you think? What do you the world is Hefka? It's Hefka. But you're right, if there's a toilet and you need to help somebody, your wife is sitting there, so, so. even if it's another guy that's sitting there. It's already not the same as just talking to but there's the, if she's by herself, there's an intimacy, you understand? It's my own personal circle. That's Al-Tabasikhamish. Well, I would say if you, you gave the word Mazana, you're behind your wife's back. If your wife's there, it's one thing. Even another Chavar, it's, it's much better. Sometimes, of course, you have to help a person. Someone has service. And you have, of course. And when it comes to these things, for any any Rav or Rebbe or any, any therapist, that's helping. That's that's helping uh, a man helping women, a woman helping. It's a very big subcomer. It comes with a lot of tefillas, and, and and how to make it professional. How to make it professional. To be at, uh, to be at the same time to be warm and caring, but but to keep it professional. Same thing here with work. You have ladies here to be prof- to be caring, to be nice, to be always polite, always a smile, always polite, but professional. Professional. She starts to talk to you about her marriage. She starts to talk to you about her children or something like that. I'm not saying that my my kid graduated But I'm saying something something up is private that she wouldn't say in, in a room of a minion. And you just be polite and get you out, get out of it. You get out of that conversation. Oh. And they could tell when they're being a woman could tell them when the guy is like not not engaging in the conversation. They know right away that this is not this is not. Uh, I'm not getting angry with this guy. Now, I'm not saying that she has a plan to, to seduce this person. It's also innocent. This will dibur when you talk about something that's in your heart and on your mind. Diburim create relationship. So when it comes to the Bishlam, there's all the Mosul, right? Because the Bishlam. So then, the diburim that we share with the Bishlam, not just to come to Daven. I need this. I want that. But what I went through, what I'm going through, feelings, thoughts, all of these, all of the process, that's all establishing a, a kesha. It's his kesha, so that's what That's what he's saying. Sheet of the second paragraph of Kufmam Zayin. Sheet of Amiti Shabarishal Mahalachai Yodam Gam Hanimim Hadakim Shalev Gam Hagoshis Hadak. Even the little things that you, that you have in your heart. You live your life with the Rabbanishlam. That's the Moshe with the wife. You live with the Rabbanishlam. You talk to you. You live with the Rabbanishlam. You see, he's a kafel. He's a kafel. The davening from the Siddur. That we have to do. I should try to learn it and understand it and to improve it, of course. But deeper, intimate, personal deeper. The same way 
that if, that if there's some lady sitting next to you at work, try not to do that if you can work it out. But if there's a lady sitting next to you at work, there's nothing wrong with you reading to her uh, a contract. Somebody wrote a contract. There's nothing intimate about that. Or you read to her the, the uh, you know, Bill of Rights or something. You read, to, <laughs> you read to her an article from the newspaper. That doesn't make it casual. Right? Same thing, when you and I come to Davin and we're just reading to the burning from this earth, what are you doing? It says over here, you stop your simple out and okay. So, so I'm reading this, and the burning says it's very nice, but it doesn't have anything personal to do with them. In this thing. I'm just reading to you from the newspaper. Today's newspaper says, Ashrei. So you read out the newspaper today, Hayyong Yong Hamishi Today's newspaper. That doesn't make it kesher. The same way if you read, the same way if you read to the girl in the office, you read to her. Something that it says in the, you read to the article, New York area's largest law firms, right? So you read, you read the article, so, even if she's interested in it, it doesn't make it kesher. It doesn't make it, his kesher. Tell me that you're reading to me from the newspaper, somebody else's words, makes no kesher with me. So you have to realize that when, you, when you're just saying Asher Yishtabach, now if you're davening really famous, then those words of course make us an unbelievable kesher. But otherwise, it's just reading the paper to God. And it's not like the person doesn't know what it says in the paper. But when you're talking, when you talk out your own life, personally, and you live, that's what he says, that you live, you chai, with the Baran Shalom. Chai is a kol of Baran Shalom. That's the Nekudah of being a Jew. You do a b'svar magadoshim, shedibu ha-kli shal ha-kol. Dibu is the kli for everything. Ba-kli tzarech lichlal is kol ma-shakod. And the kli has to have everything in it from before. All your machshavas, all your ritzainas. Or else the kli doesn't have anything in it. Right? It's an empty kli. Dibur is a kli. What, what is it supposed to hold in it? It's supposed to hold your thoughts and feelings. That's what speech is. It's supposed to hold in it all of your thoughts and feelings. And now you express as much as you can in speech. Or, shalai a kli, any light that does not enter into a kli, into a vessel, ne'lam v'chayzel l'sharsha. That just disappears. It slips away. So it has no kviyas. The or has to enter into kalim. It has to be in the kalim. Thoughts and feelings have to be in the in the words, in the dibur. Then it becomes a kli. Then the dibur is a kli. And then it comes down then to dust, to lamaisa. What we're going to talk about next week, what he talks about next, is shavi yipotzadevakam, is the difficulties that a person has in coming to this. And, and, what, and, and, and why is that part of the process that's necessary, talking about your failures and your difficulties? It's all part of the process of establishing this cash. This is cash for the Kaddish world. So we'll continue with that, Bezashan, next week.